Cry out with joy and let the earth be glad. Christ is born. Amen. When our children were growing up, more than once we told them the stories of our most disappointing Christmases that we experienced as children. And my wife, Anne, liked to recite the year that she had a baby party doll on her wish list, and her younger sister, Mary, received it instead. And my disappointing Christmas was the year that my older brother and I asked for a set of walkie-talkies, those two-way radios that were the rage in the 1960s. But my bubble was burst when we opened our gifts, and instead of a set of walkie-talkies, we received a set of World Book encyclopedias. <laughs> now, apparently, our children had heard the stories too often, because when they were teenagers, this is what they gave me for Christmas. The baby party doll that my wife had hoped for as a child. And they gave Anne a set of walkie-talkies. <laughs> Almost 50 years later, and our expectations were dashed again. <laughs> and yet these unexpected gifts from our children still bring us smiles and laughter and joy after all these years. Unexpected gifts can be the best kind. There is a, a phrase or a sentence in our Christmas gospel that reminds me of the unexpected gifts of that first Christmas. And the phrase is this one, to you is born this day a Savior. To you is born this day a Savior. Three words in that short single sentence that remind us of the unexpected gifts of Christmas. The words you born and Savior. To you is born this day a Savior. Did you hear that? To you. Now God came to all people, but he also came specifically to you and for you. And you see, it's only when we personalize the Christmas story, the story of Christ's birth, that it actually has meaning in each of our lives it's not just a story for a long ago, but it is a message, a gift given to you this very night. Several years ago, I had the privilege of visiting an elderly member of our congregation regularly in a nursing home. And life was difficult for him, and he complained quite often about not having many visitors and feeling lonely and neglected. And he seemed to have every right to complain, given his situation. But I went one year to see him just before Christmas, and there were lots of Christmas cards taped on the wall in his room, and there was a poinsettia on the dresser. And he told me excitedly that the night before, some carolers from a local church had come, and they sang to him and to the other residents. And I asked him after he told me that how he was doing, and he surprised me. He said, good, good, he said. At Christmas, I am somebody. At Christmas, I am somebody. 
And we are reminded that we are somebody. God is saying to you and to me through the baby in a manger, you are somebody special. I love you and I value you. I came into the world for you, not just today, but every day of your life. And we're reminded of the second unexpected gift of Christmas by the word born. To you is born. Now, before Christ's birth, God was seen as, as distant, as, as remote and aloof, a God who was above us, perhaps too high and mighty, too holy to come down to us, to our level. But tonight we celebrate the most dramatic event ever to occur in our world. God Almighty, the creator of all that exists, was born into the world as a little baby, a baby born in a dirty, smelly barn in the middle of nowhere. What an unexpected gift to know that God was born, that he took on flesh just like all of us. And I think that God did that to make sure that we knew that there isn't any place or situation that is too lonely or too lowly or too filled with despair for God to enter in. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now you know what a Savior is. When someone swoops in and rescues you from a difficult situation, when they seem to intervene at exactly the right moment, you say, ah, you are my Savior. God knew that we live in a world of injustice and disappointment and shattered dreams. So God came into the world because he knew that we are a broken people living in a broken world, badly in need of a Savior. Winston Churchill, the great prime minister of Great Britain during, the, during World War II, it is said of him that he mobilized the English language and sent it into battle against the Nazi forces in Europe. And he was once asked, Mr. Churchill, what was the greatest weapon that your country possessed in the war against the Germans? And that gruff old statesman, without even having to think for a moment about it, replied, it was what England's greatest weapon always has been, sir. Hope. Hope. The unexpected gift of a Savior has given us hope. To you is born this day a Savior. A Savior who says, let go of your guilt, your sins are forgiven. A Savior who says to the wind and the waves and the storms in our life, peace, be still, and then he assures us that he is with us in the storms. A Savior who allows his hands to be nailed to the cross so that he can throw a lifeline to each one of us. A Savior who rose from the grave and said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. To you is born this day a Savior. Three unexpected gifts that give us hope this Christmas and every day. In Guidepost Magazine, author Marianne O'Rourke tells a, a great story about her most unexpected Christmas gift. This is what she writes. 
One Christmas, she was so overwhelmed with one thing after another that she had just about given up on Christmas. And she tried to get into the Christmas spirit by unpacking and setting up a beautiful nativity that her parents had brought back from the Holy Land for her, only to discover as she was setting it up that the baby Jesus was missing. One more thing gone wrong, she thought to herself. Each Christmas day, she walked to work through the busy crowds who were busy doing their Christmas shopping, but her own heart was full of bah humbug. And on her way to work, she would pass by this church that had this large nativity set up on its lawn, and she stopped to admire it. Suddenly, she was confronted by a bag lady in a dirty green knit cap, and the woman stuck out her hand and she rasped, said in her raspy voice, got any spare change, lady? No, Marianne snapped. And the woman cursed at her and Marianne hurried on her way. But something about that church's nativity attracted her. And as Christmas approached, she kept walking by it every day. Maybe she thought if she kept walking by it, she would find some Christmas spirit after all. And then on Christmas Eve, she walked by it again. And she was startled when she noticed that the baby Jesus was missing from the manger. And she didn't know whether to cry or to scream or to shout. It was bad enough that baby Jesus was missing from her own crash. But how could someone steal baby Jesus from the church's nativity? And she headed down the street. And then out of the corner of her eye, she caught sight of a woman in a green knit cap, the bag lady from just a few days before. And the lady was hunched up against a wall, but she was protectively holding something, cradling it in her arms. And Marianne was startled when she realized that it was the missing baby Jesus from the church's nativity. And she watched carefully as the woman gently and lovingly rocked the figure of the baby Jesus back and forth, and then she leaned over and she kissed it. And then she heard the woman's voice, her raspy voice singing, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. And in that moment, in her heart, the cynicism and the frustration just melted away. And Marianne wrote, I knew then without a shadow of a doubt that the Christ child had never been missing. He might be where we least expect him, but he was never far away. To you is born this day a Savior. It may not have been the gift that the world was expecting, but unexpected gifts are the very best kind. Merry Christmas. Amen.